0: Welcome to the Happy as a Mother podcast, where we are dedicated to helping you cope with the load of motherhood. I'm your host and registered psychotherapist, Erica Jossa. Let's work together in letting go of shame and guilt, accepting where we are in our journey, and moving towards becoming the women we want to be. We will hear from experts, learn practical tips and listen in on honest conversations. Please note that the information shared in this podcast is for educational purposes only and should not replace the advice of your healthcare provider. Okay, let's dive in. Welcome to the very first episode of the Happy as a Mother podcast. And I just want to say that I am so happy and thankful that you are here and that I get to share this space with you. Perhaps you're here because you struggled with some postpartum depression or anxiety, and you're curious to learn some skills or hear about other stories. Or perhaps your adjustment to motherhood didn't go as smoothly as you would have expected. Maybe you just feel exhausted and feel like you've lost yourself in motherhood and miss your old life. Or maybe you feel like you're struggling to juggle all of the tasks and duties and roles that come with being a mother. I like to call that the load of motherhood, whether it's just the mental load or the psychological, emotional, physical load, whatever it is, it's a lot to juggle. And I know that many of us, in fact, most of us struggle with balance. Is there even such a thing as balance and how we manage to do all the things, spoiler alert, You can't do all of the things and maybe that's an episode for another day. Perhaps you are struggling with mommy guilt or mommy rage and as a result feel guilt and shame. Let me tell you, that comes up a lot when I'm working with moms and you are certainly not alone. Or it could be that you have a passion for knowledge and want to be empowered through the expertise of some of the badass professional women that are going to be on the podcast. Regardless of the reason, whatever has brought you here, I just want to welcome you. I want to tell you that there is a place for you here and we aim to build community, help you feel understood, and to share in this Experience of motherhood together. I am your host and registered psychotherapist, Erica Jossa, and I want to share a little bit about myself and what really ignited my passion for maternal mental health and working with women. I am as I mentioned a psychotherapist by career. I have a masters in counseling psychology and I've worked with a variety of different clients over the 10 years that I've been in the field. I have a specialization in couple and family therapy. I typically work with adolescents, young adults, individuals, parents, couples, families, kind of you name it, but really from adolescence upwards. And then I became a mother and everything changed. And I say that to some of my friends who don't have kids, and I don't know that they fully can understand, but for those moms out there listening... You know the metamorphosis that you go through both in your life and lifestyle, how your body changes and how your identity shifts and your needs and your priorities shift and everything changes. Uh, My colleagues and I in the field like to talk about it as the birth of a mom as well because that's absolutely what it is and that's what it feels like. So when I became a mother everything changed and my focus started to really niche down and become passionate about maternal mental health and that largely comes from my own experience and I can share a little bit about that with you I am the mom of three boys I had three boys in three and a half years So I've essentially been pregnant and breastfeeding for the past four, four and a half years of my life, and it was complete craziness. Uh, Any mom of like, you know, multiple kids or young kids can attest to how challenging having multiple young kids all at the same time can be. My adjustment to my first boy went relatively smoothly, I would say. In retrospect, I definitely suffered with some anxiety, being very uncertain of my decisions, feeling overwhelmed with conflicting advice and all of those things. But it's really hard to tell when you're a first-time mom what level of that anxiety and worry is normal versus abnormal. And again, that's really been a passion of like why I'm diving into these things to really help moms know and to understand. And then my second boy was just like, the golden labor and sleeper, and he was really sort of the one that we say convinced us to be open-minded to another baby. And so that was a relatively smooth adjustment. I mean, adjusting to two is challenging in its own way, but he was such a good baby that I didn't feel a lot of the adjustment with the second. And then we got pregnant with my third and it happened a little bit sooner than we would have planned or expected, though we were open to the idea, obviously. And I was at home on maternity leave with an eight month old, pregnant. I was still breastfeeding and I was suffering from chronic migraines and pain and was really, really sick at the time. And In retrospect, I would say my postpartum depression even started while I was pregnant. And yes, that is a thing that happens. That's why it's called perinatal mood disorders. Your shifts in hormones and all the various things that contribute to postpartum anxiety or depression um, can allow for the onset to be during pregnancy, not just postpartum. So as I'm learning more about it now, and when I look back in retrospect, I can see that there were signs and symptoms there at the time. But I was managing two young children, being pregnant, being in chronic pain, and um, this baby coming a little bit sooner than we would have expected. So my goal was to make it through the pregnancy because some women love pregnancy and they glow and it's amazing. And, you know, they love every minute of it. I was not one of those women. I was really sick. I, because I had chronic migraines, really struggled to keep my pain and like in check. So there were lots of things about it that just created, you know, challenges for our family. So... The goal was to make it through pregnancy so that I could get back to myself, get back to normal, normal energy, have my body back, all of those things. Then baby came, really great labor and delivery, no kind of unexpected things happened, no unexpected interventions. I'm very fortunate to have average, normal birth stories with the boys and I got home. We had support. Everything was going well in terms of, or like it should have been. That's how I felt is like we had support. We had a roof over our head. We had food. We had everything we needed. You know, I had a partner who was supportive, all of those things. And then postpartum depression hit me like an 18-wheeler. Like, I don't even know how to describe it to you guys. And for someone who is in the mental health profession, who works daily with people, teaching them coping skills for anxiety and depression and, you know, how to recognize it, how to cope with it, I really felt like I knew the skills. I knew what to do in order to feel better. And regardless of what I was doing, like, it would help, but I had to work so hard, and it was just so difficult. The lethargy and the having a hard time getting up off the couch, and even simple things like taking a shower felt like such a significant amount of effort had to go into such routine things. So I knew the signs and I was kind of waiting it out, thinking maybe this is baby blues, maybe this will pass. And then one day it all kind of came to a head. And I can remember every detail about that morning. I was getting out of the house to go to the gym because movement and exercise and getting myself going was one of the ways that I was coping with my level of anger and frustration and irritability and all the things that come with postpartum depression. And I just had to fight. How I was feeling and get out of the house. And that was my like saving grace every morning. So I'm trying to get all three kids dressed and out of the house to go to the gym because I know that's where my relief is gonna come from that day. And on the way out of the house, I'm getting the kids who are all, you know, young and running around and not listening into the car, and the sliding door on the van breaks out of nowhere. Like the cable busts and the door is stuck and it's broken. And that maybe could have been a sign for me to stop, (laughs) turn around, go back into the house, but I was so determined to go to the gym. And I plowed through. I was like, you know what? I'm going to try and take it in stride. Even though coping in stride was something I was really struggling with, like little things that happened in my day were so massive and felt so significant and really threw me off and I had a hard time coping with them at that time but I tried to roll with it I'm like if I can just get to the gym so I get the two older boys dropped off at daycare the door is like broken on the van but it's clicking shut and I'm driving on the way to daycare sorry on the way to the gym and I get pulled over by a police officer (laughs) Because at this point, I'm running late. I had a busted van door, which was not a part of the plan. So things weren't going according to plan. And I was going like 10 kilometers or something, 10, 15 kilometers over the speed limit. And I got caught in a speed trap that morning. I... Had to do everything I could to keep myself together. So the police officer comes up to the door and the baby is wailing in the back of the van. And I am just beyond angry and frustrated and irritated. And then he gives me a speeding ticket, but then he's also like, oh, it says on your license that you wear glasses. And he's like, I don't see you wearing glasses. And I I explained that I had had LASIK. So then he finds me for misrepresenting myself on my license. And I could have blown like lava out of my ears. And all of these things are frustrating, for sure. Don't get me wrong. Like on the best of days, I would have been frustrated But my reaction and how I dealt with it afterwards was not like me at all. I left from being pulled over and went home and absolutely fell apart. I had such a rough morning and I called my husband. I'm like, it's something like I should be able to cope with this. I should be able to deal with this like it's not that big of a deal, you know. And I just couldn't I couldn't get past it. And then my husband called, booked me in with my healthcare provider, came home from work, took me to the doctor, and that was the beginning of my recovery from postpartum depression. Now, everybody's journey and everybody's recovery through perinatal or postpartum mood or anxiety disorders can look different. You can go see a therapist and recover without medication, or maybe you need medication. It really is on a sliding scale of severity, I would say, and that's up to your therapist, your doctor, or your, you know, health provider to assess and determine with your feedback and your input. For me, I was trying every coping skill I could muster up and I was not coping. So my recovery looked like implementing all of my coping skills and things that I've learned through therapy and supervision and being a psychotherapist, but also going on medication to treat my postpartum depression And that was challenging for me. I'm going to be honest with you. It was really challenging because I am somebody in the mental health field who should know how to get better, how to cope right? Like, that's how I felt. There was a lot of shame and a lot of guilt associated with having to make that decision. And it was really difficult. And I had to be pushed to a breaking point in order to make that decision, not just for myself, but for my family and for my children so that I could function as their mom. So I started taking the medication and within three or four days, it was a night and day difference in how i felt, in my behavior, my husband noticed it. I'm sure my kids for what they could understand or how, you know, they felt about it. I'm sure that they could feel the difference. And i could get up and do the things that i could normally do. I felt like my old self again. And i don't say that lightly. Like that even in itself was something that was hard for me to digest. Like how Did I stray so far from who I was? I don't know. There were so many questions that I had and it's been a process of healing and, and wrapping my mind around the shame and guilt of that. But also knowing too, through my specialization now in my training in maternal mental health is knowing that postpartum depression and anxiety or mental health challenges are not your fault. They are temporary and they are treatable and they're common. One in five to one in seven, depending on the statistics that you look at from World Health Organization or Postpartum Support International, one in five to one in seven women, so 10 to 20% of women struggle with postpartum depression or anxiety For a while, it was really hard for me to own and share my postpartum story that I am a survivor of postpartum depression because of the shame and guilt and things associated with it, that I'm a professional and, you know, I felt like I should have had the skills or things that I needed to overcome it. But as I started to specialize in maternal mental health and learn from other mental health professionals in this area, the more I began to realize that most of the teachers, professors, advocates for maternal mental health are professionals or just women in general who have also experienced or been touched by postpartum depression and anxiety in some shape or form. They are also survivors. And that's where a lot of their passion comes from to help and advocate and teach other women so that they do not have to suffer, so that they do not experience shame and they don't have to blame themselves. So I share my story with you so that you know that you are not alone, that nobody is immune to these things. And that with the right treatment, you can absolutely recover from how you are feeling. Maybe there are women listening who haven't experienced depression or anxiety postpartum, but feel the load of motherhood and feel like they've lost themselves or maybe struggled to adjust or experience guilt and shame. Whatever it is, whatever brings you here, we're in this together. Moms need to have each other's backs, support one another, lift one another up, be on the lookout for another mom who is suffering, and know the things to say and ask to help them to get support. Building community and the happy as a mother community on Facebook facebook.com groups slash happy as a mother is meant to be that support system that ecosystem so not only can we learn here from the podcast and learn from other professionals and hear other mother's stories and all of those things to help us feel understood but we can also join in community of like-minded moms who want to help support one another really my mission and goal for happy as a mother comes down to this. I want to help to lighten the load of motherhood and to help you cope with the inevitable load of motherhood that we carry as moms. So there are inevitable things that we carry like sleep deprivation, putting these little humans first and caring for their needs and, you know, managing the home and all of these different things. But then there are these things that we carry like mummy guilt and shame, comparison to others, feeling like we're failing and, and all of these other like emotional feelings and thoughts and things that we carry that we don't have to. And this podcast is meant to help give you skills to cope with the inevitable things, all the inevitable things. And I know that there are many, but it's also to help you know and to understand how to lessen the load, how to let go of the things that you don't have to carry that are weighing you down, how to give you the skills to talk yourself out of shame and guilt how to learn the skills to strengthen your pelvic floor and not be peeing your pants every time you laugh because, you know, moms tell us that that's what happens. You just pee yourself after babies. Whether it's serious and psychological or whether it's physical burdens and things that we don't have to carry after motherhood, whatever it is, The goal is to help you carry the load of the inevitable and to lessen the things that you don't have to carry. In order to achieve that goal, I will empower you through this podcast with knowledge, either through solo shows or through interviews with specialized professionals, or even through sharing stories and shining a spotlight on other moms and other survivors who have gone through the ups and downs of motherhood. Another thing that I will also make sure comes out of every episode is a list of resources in the show notes, because I want you to know where you need to go and who you need to speak to in order to find the support and the help that you need. And that is really important to me that you can Find the right services, know how to advocate for yourself in your community or your healthcare system so that you are getting accurate advice when it comes to your medications or your treatment. Whatever the topic is or whatever the specialization of that episode is, I will always make sure to share resources with you. And the long-term strategy and goal is to have a bit of a database or page of resources that just continues to grow on happyasamother.co slash resources so that you can navigate all of the different resources from all of the different professionals and specialists that have been interviewed in one location. I want to leave you with this. We know that this podcast and these resources are not a substitute for therapy or for seeing your healthcare provider. However, these interviews are glimpses into these specialties and these fields. They help to take therapy out of the therapy room to equip you with knowledge and skills in a self-help way that you can empower yourself through learning and through knowledge, or to take pelvic floor physio out of the physio room to your home and practicing these exercises on your own. So the idea is to extract and take this information that's been behind closed doors and in offices and cost a lot of money often for consultation to make it accessible to you. Again, not as a replacement for seeing a healthcare provider, but as a way to empower you and equip you and inform you. So if that's your thing, and you feel like you and I have been vibing during this episode, then I encourage you to hit subscribe so that you get notified of each new episode, each new episode throughout launch and throughout the rest of this year will include a new specialist from a different field on its own unique topic. And I cannot wait for you guys to see what I have in store for you. Hit subscribe head to the show notes. The show notes are the gateway to the community, to my Instagram, the website resources, all of that. And make sure to come right on back and join me for the next episode.